friends, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 380 for the week of October 5th, 2014. I am here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, my videos, blog, live broadcasts, special events, my Walt Disney World trivia books, audio tours, New 102 Ways to Save Money for an At Walt Disney World book, and so much more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com. So I'll open up the inbox this week and answer more of your questions, including cruising on the Disney Cruise Line with young children, the best moderate resort in Walt Disney World, must-dos for a dad and his boys on their first vacation together, tips and tricks on how to get a reservation at Cinderella's Royal Table, upgrading your pass to a Disney Premier Pass, my recommended books on Disney's management, employee education, and delivering exceptional customer service, the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, and then I'll ask you to weigh in on your recommendations for the best romantic restaurant in Walt Disney World. Then stay tuned as I'll have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package then at the end of the show, I'll have some announcements and updates, including information about upcoming events and meets of the month. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. my wanting to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience is not just pointing out the best of the best or the overlooked experiences or things to do and see and of course enjoying the best dining experiences on property but really also to help you with your individual questions whether they are about planning, saving money things to do where to eat or even Walt Disney World history or trivia so I invite you as I have for almost the past 10 years to email me your questions to be answered on the show to lou at wdwradio.com so that I can answer them live and share them with others who are listening. So this week, we are going to uh, open up the inbox to answer your questions to help plan your trip and hopefully help some others as well. And when I open up the inbox, it's like a treasure trove of email goodness with questions literally from around the world, which fascinates me. You never know what you're going to get. Right, And the same holds true, actually, for Becky Mankin from Mouse Fan Travel, who joins me to answer them again. You never know what you're going to get. It's kind of like a box. It's like a box of chocolates. Sometimes they're wonderful. Sometimes you get that weird one with the creepy, creamy feeling that makes you kind of shake your head and wonder, like, what the? Yeah. Email. we go. Answering emails with you is kind of like that. You, like the emails, are like a box of chocolates. <laughs> I'm going to take the nice, smooth caramel that's correct with a little bit of salt on top. You know How about what? that? If you could always just be the dark chocolate sea salt caramel, everything would just be, it would be truly magical. That's me. I am magical in every way. <laughs> See, in a moment, I, w- I was actually hoping that you were going to do the, you know, my bullwinkle to your Rocky, that type of thing. Because I was ready for the, you know, you are my Hulk to my Iron Man because, of course, Hulk, I, I kind of look at you. Is this little teeny pocket-sized version of Hulk? 
<laughs> the Clarabelle to my whatever. Anyway, let's get right into it because Anthony Scavone from Stanford, Connecticut has a question to ask and there are many, Coconut. many more behind him. He said, hey Lou, my wife and I are seasoned veterans to the world and DVC members. Our home is the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Nice. And we most frequently stay at either the Beach Club or Bay Lake Tower. There's a pretty nice trifecta right there. We've been traveling together for 13 years and have been dozens of times. We're soon going to be traveling with our first child, which is due near the end of 2014. Congratulations. Our child's first trip to the world will probably be between 8 and 11 months. You are good parents already. I'm just throwing in my editorial comments as we go through. <laughs> so where can we find a list of baby-friendly rides in Walt Disney World? Probably not from Becky. We're also thinking about a cruise <laughs> for next summer. God. We've been on three cruises, just the two of us. But any tips you can offer on cruising with young children would be appreciated. Despite having been so many times before, we love learning new things and taking new adventures when it comes to Disney. Aside from Disney, we are frequent visitors to Florida. My parents own a condo at Lighthouse Point, just north of the Lauderdale. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Anthony Scavone and soon-to-be baby boy or girl Scavone. Aww. From Stamford, Connecticut. So there's two really great questions here, right? A list of baby-friendly rides in Walt Disney World. Now, I was actually thinking, because a few years ago, Disney used to put out a second guide map that you could get. Right. And it was like the preschool guide map um, that had just sort of that list of baby-friendly attractions in Walt Disney World. I don't know that they do that anymore. I haven't really seen it. You could go to Guest Relations and ask. But, Anthony, I will give you... My list of baby-friendly attractions in Walt Disney World, also known as the Tim Foster list of no chicken exit required. Uh, <laughs> obviously, Magic Kingdom, probably going to be your best bet. I think Small World, uh, Prince Charming Regal Carousel, Little Mermaid, Pooh, The Railroad, Jungle Cruise, TTA, Dumbo Aladdin, keep it low, uh, maybe even Peter Pan, um, all those, did I mention Jungle Cruise? All those are sort of nice, relaxing, non-scary, sort of also kind of rock your baby to sleep kind of attractions. But they also have a lot of audio and visual stimulation. And, and I took my daughter when she was like six or seven months. And I know she certainly doesn't, she thinks she remembers it, but she obviously doesn't. But to see the way she reacted to the colors and the lights and the sounds of the parade and the carousel and, and some of those attractions was really wonderful for us to start seeing as parents. And it also allowed us to enjoy the attractions without having to worry about doing a baby swap or anything like that. Uh, certainly there's, there's other attractions uh, too in uh, Epcot. The first one that came to mind is Finding Nemo. Um, you could also do the musical, but the Finding Nemo C's attraction, I think, was was probably the first one that came to mind. Maybe Journey to Imagination, but I think the the blowing of the air and the darkness and the lights might potentially freak a kid out. Um, over at Disney's or Hollywood, or or me, or me. Um, <laughs> over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, I almost would have said the Backlot Tour, but it is by the time you hear this, yeah. it will no longer be the Back Backlot Tour. <laughs> Who knows what it may be. Um, and at Disney's Animal Kingdom, you know, something like the safari, especially if it's not too hot outside, uh, he or she, at, and what did you say, maybe 11 months, it might be nice to be able to go out there and, and see the animals and things like that. And I think that's a nice place to just wander with a kid as well. Wow, you are just a plethora of information about babies, aren't you? I, I, made, I made two of them all by my. I mean, I wasn't by I myself, know. but I, I have two. <laughs> I had some well, help. I think that uh, basically any attraction without a height requirement will allow the baby to come on, right? Is that and, the and me. general guideline? Yeah, right. And you. Um, and, of course, online at the at DisneyWorld.com, they do have uh, – while they don't give out those little brochures like they used to, I don't believe they do. I, I'm with you on that. They do have an area on their website that is devoted to preschool and information about um, taking your preschool and – and babies and, um, and infants and toddlers to Disney World. So that might be a good resource as well. Yeah, and as far as the Disney Cruise Line is concerned, you're thinking about taking a cruise next summer. You've been on three cruises, mm -hmm. so you know how wonderful they are for adults, for couples, for single people, for families. Now you're able to enjoy it with a young child. And I will tell you that the Small World Nursery aboard the Disney Dream was the very first place 
I ever left. I'm a very overprotective dad, especially with my daughter. No. It was the, yeah. My, <laughs> my son, not so much. But my daughter, uh, it was the very first place we ever felt comfortable leaving her. Right? Yeah. And... I think that's a testament to what Disney does. And actually, we walked out of the nursery and we looked at each other. We're like, well, now what do we do? Like, we had just spent like seven <laughs> or eight months, whatever it was, like always having the child with us. We just sort of stood out on deck, like, stare, like I guess we should go have a drink. Like, I guess that's we're t- what we're supposed to do now. But <laughs> you can feel very comfortable leaving the child there. Um, it, it's it's the the... the Cast members and the crew members are so good in terms of giving you a comfort level. You could obviously tour it uh, beforehand. Uh, it, it's very, very inexpensive. I believe it's like eight, nine dollars an hour. I think it just went up to like eight or nine dollars an hour. Um, so it, it's it's very, very inexpensive. And certainly the security factor and the trust factor is there. And now with the wave phones and, and everything else like that, um, if th- there's like no concern about leaving a child. Yeah. And we have so many people who just rave about that ability. And of course, the trust factor, like you said, Um, on the cruises, there has been a couple of changes. The minimum age for an infant to go on board is now six months, which is actually a recent change just within the past few months. So that's something that has come up. Um, The nursery spots, as you stated, they do fill really quickly. So the great thing that Disney Cruise Line allows is you can pre-reserve a set number of hours before you travel too. So you can you don't have to worry about getting on board and not having any space um, for babysitters to, to take care of the, the kids. Um, a couple of the things for babies on board too, they do have the pack and play and you can even pre-request diaper genies that are available on board. And the other one is... Um, through DCL, like, you know, when you order gifts to go to a stateroom, etc., they have a company, a third-party company that they work with that you can actually order supplies if you don't want to, you know, pack them all in a, another suitcase that's going to cost you $40 to take on the airplane. You can actually order a lot of, uh, of the staples of having a baby with you to be delivered to your stateroom through that service on uh, with DCL. So they do have a lot of resources available for parents with young kids. And Becky, just to clarify it for you, um, a bottle of Fireball is not considered a staple as a parent. That's not what Wait, when they whoa, whoa, whoa. when they whoa, talk about saying... things to bring for your kids, they mean like diapers and and formula and food and things like not drinks you're, for the parents. You're saying that to me. So moving on, uh, <laughs> Brian Schmelling from. Shitskituit from Rhode Island has an email and says, I can't pronounce that word. Uh, Hey, Lou, (laughs) having listened to your show for several months now, I'm sure you're just the man to help me with this fantastic quote-unquote project. I am a Disney fan Mm. through and through and have been to both Disneyland and Walt Disney World several times each and even having had the opportunity to work for the mouse on board the beautiful and now reimagined Disney Magic oh so many years ago, when the offbeat comedy club still live on wow. Beat Street. Wow, he's right. It has a long been time a while. ago. Uh, needless to say, I love everything Disney, and I try and share the love every chance I get, which brings me to my quote-unquote project. I've convinced my brother-in-law to plan a trip to Walt Disney World with his two boys, ages 10 and 9, in late 2014. His wife passed away of breast cancer in 2009. Otherwise, she would have been the one planning this trip, as she and I were kindred spirits when it came to Disney. He, on the other hand, has the impression that Disney is all about the princesses and isn't sure that he and his boys would have all that much fun. So I dutifully accepted the challenge. I told him to help me plan his trip, and I promised that he and his boys would have the time of their life, and after a little convincing, he gave me the green light. So I'm planning to send them to Walt Disney World for seven or eight days. You are a nice guy. They all love the water. So I plan to include the water parks and more option to their base tickets. His budget will probably allow for a Disney moderate resort. And I'm on the fence as to the Disney dining plan. So here's where I need your help. Can you, one, help me choose the best moderate resort option? I'm going to just go out there and say Port Orleans Riverside or even... Uh, Coronado Springs because it has a really nice pool there and I also like some of the dining options at Coronado as well. Becky, uh, moderate resort for dad and the two boys. I would go with the Port Orleans Riverside, like you said, because they've got the wonderful little pirate cruise that departs from there and fishing. But... 
How about the Caribbean Beach? Because I know it's a large resort, but you can book a pirate room there. Ah, <laughs> and they also have one of the pirate adventures that that depart out of there too, don't they? Yeah, I believe so. So the Caribbean meet, Beach might actually be a good option. And his second question, which, by the way, I, I have to just a quick aside. I, I love the fact that you're doing this, Brian. And what I'm hoping yeah. is that this dad is going to make this the first of maybe a tradition of going to Walt Disney World. Just the guys, just the boys' trip year after year, and I think hopefully this first one will be one that they won't forget so that they can do it in the future. Uh, he wants to know a couple of must-dos for a dad and his boys, ages 10 and 9, that will totally infect them with the Disney bug. So, Becky, hmm. um, how, how do you infect... <laughs> I'm going to avoid the easy joke here. How do you... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was gonna, Never mind. How are you going to infect um, these guys with the Disney bug? Wow. Uh, so many levels. Of, wow. Thank you. Thank you for the throwback to me right then. I appreciate that. You know, the first thing that I thought when you started reading this, because I'm thinking boys and, and yeah, you're right. For a while there, there wasn't really a lot to do for the little boys. But then they came out with that wonderful Pirate League. What if dad and the boys and him all went and did the Pirate League together and then stormed the parks all day? How much fun would that be to see your dad all dressed up as a pirate? I, you know, I actually I had Pirates League on my list as well too because it, it, it is it's that silly thing about come on let's all go let's get you all could be a six year old names. yeah you should be a six listen I think you should be a yeah. six year old no matter how old you are I and think it's, so it's too. those kind of things right it's some of those things even outside the parks too right so we talked you you mentioned about going fishing right there's you know Old Man Island and yeah. there's you can take out a pontoon boat. Do a Richard Petty ride-along experience. Oh, yeah. Right? Or or how about like uh, one of the little white water mice, I keep calling water mice, the um, the sea racers. Right. would be really fun with, with the kids or even, and you're going to be really surprised when I say this. They can't, go, you, they can't go to La Cava de Tequila yet. No. Just slow down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, how about uh, a trip over to Fort Wilderness and like doing archery together or the campfires or... All the things that um, Fort Wilderness has to offer, too. That's a great thing for kids. And Exactly. There's horseback riding, which is yeah. awesome, which is a lot of fun. Um, and, and I think that's it. You know, look, even just like you said, like a, an afternoon or, or a day over at Typhoon Lagoon, you know, just sort of spending the day hanging out in the water park without sort of yeah. distractions of attractions. But you're just sort of doing those kind of things, going down the slides and stuff like that together. So, you know. Or, or taking down people with surrey bikes. I'm kidding. Nice. I'm kidding. You, you know, but I, I also think, I mean, go back go back to what you enjoy with your son because he's starting to get about that age too. He is that age now that I think about it. But this, like Space Ranger Spin and Test Track and Dinosaur, all those things that you, you manly men can bond together on. <laughs> and, you know, and at 10 and 9, look, I, as, as a father of a 9-year-old boy, I, I dig it, man. I get that they're into yeah. video games and Minecraft. You've got water parks fun and more. Go to Disney Quest and don't yeah. yell at me, non-Disney Quest people, because there is something, especially I'm assuming that the dad is maybe around my age, there's something cool about going there because the retro video games for us that we get to introduce our son to be like, oh my God, this is what I, I used to play Zaxxon like there was nobody's business. And my son loves Cyberspace Mountain. Like he think like we go to Cyberspace Mountain and they're like, ah, it's kind of lame old technology. He's like, this is so cool. I'm designing my own, own roller coaster and then actually getting a chance to go and do it. So what might be old to us is new to them, especially if they've yeah. never been before. You've got the option. It's a great sort of hot day, rainy day, late in the day kind of activity. Go to, Dis go to downtown Disney. Go to Disney Quest for a little while. Great idea. There you go. Uh, oh, he has another question. Please, Lou, for the love of all things sacred, help me choose the right agent over at MEI and Mouse Fan Aww. Travel. Having been a do-it-yourselfer on all of my trips, I've never used a travel agent, but now I intend to, not only for this trip for my brother-in-law, but for all my future trips. I love hearing all of Becky's travel tips on your show. Oh, I knew I liked this guy. And I'm now sold, thanks to you, that MEI and Mouse Fan Travel is the way to go when booking my Disney travel. Thanks, Lou. Sorry for the long email. Very cool. Can't hate what you and maybe Becky have to say. Sincerely, Brian Schmeling. Brian, love the email. Don't ever apologize. Becky, I know what the answer is because all the agents are the right agents. But he's a do-it-yourself that I think is mm -hmm. a, maybe a little... <clears throat> 
not scared, but he's like, okay, uh, I'm all of a sudden I'm handing over the reins to somebody else. Yeah, what's great, though, is for the do-it-yourselfers, you can hand us one rein if you'd like. You can hand us both. We help people who are those types that have spreadsheets like crazy, and they're going to map out every second and planning the vacation is part of the vacation for them. We can definitely help those type of people, or we can help the people who say, I just want to show up. Just tell us where to go, where we need to be. So we definitely can cover the entire gamut. What we try to do is match the best agent for the trip or the client. So we, we look at things like when we get the, the request where you live, if you prefer e- email versus phone contact. And we even have certain standards that our agents who take requests, um, trip quote requests, uh, they have to have been to the destination within so much time. They've had to have experienced it. So we do a lot to make sure that whatever agent um, you're given to is qualified for to do the type of trip that uh, that you're planning to take. And we also look at other things. So the more information you give us in the request, the better. We can match you with the perfect person. But as you said, they're all great. I'm very proud of my team. They do a great job. But if you're, if you, I'm sorry, if you are one of those um, uh, total planning people, you can still do as much as you want and get your hands in there and really have fun with your vacation planning. But then you've got us as kind of your, your, um, safety net underneath you. So if a new offer comes out, we proactively apply apply the offer so that you don't have to be on hold for eight hours like many people did for free dining. We apply it for you and do all that work for you. So we're here for you. So here's the real question. And, and you can you could be honest. Like, who's your, okay. fa- you, who's your favorite agent? You know you have one. Wow. It's like a favorite child. Come on. Wow. You're not listening. I, I won't probably. Who's really. your favorite child? Who's your? I'll, you, I'll tell you what. You tell me who your favorite child is and I will tell you who my favorite agent is. They're all of them, by the way. Such a lame answer. All right. Kelly <laughs> has a question. She says, Lou, my husband and I are avid listeners of your show. Thank you. We appreciate all the tips you give and are actually planning on visiting the Circle D Ranch when we travel in May. Boom. I love it. We have been to Disney World numerous times and have never eaten at Cinderella's Royal Table. <gasps> it's always booked when trying to make reservations. Do you have any tips on how we can take our three-year-old princess there for a meal in May? Any suggestions are helpful. Magically yours, Kelly. Kelly, all right. Cinderella's Royal Table for breakfast is like trying to synchronize a shuttle launch. Like you've got to, like 180 days out, you better be like fully caffeinated and at the ready. And if you've got a rotary phone, you better ditch it because you need, and I kid you not, like if you want a specific day, you need to start calling a couple of minutes, like three minutes before uh, WD Dine opens, which is 7 a.m., Eastern time, so if you're on the East Coast or possibly in Hawaii, it's going to be an early morning for you, but you really do need to call that 407-WDW-DINE and get ready to, like, get in there. If you get the, our office is closed, just hang up and call right back. Like, you need to wait for the the notification that you are on hold, and as soon as you get that person, skip the formalities. I need Cinderella's Royal Table. April 1st, this time, boom, like, just go. Just get right to the meat of it because you and, like, 18,000 people are trying to get it at the exact same time. Don't forget, too, you need a credit card, right? You need to to hold that reservation with a credit card because you do need to pay in full for Cinderella's Royal Table. Now, if you are using the dining plan, it's a two-table service credit meal. But especially for breakfast, it is kind of still the hot ticket. Um, if you, you know, so if you're trying to call in May, I don't know what 180 days out is, but you want to probably start getting ready to, to sit by your phone and practicing dialing. Well, Put them on I have speed a couple, dial. I have a couple little tricks for you too, that only between you and I, because it's just us listening, right? Right. You got <laughs> this from your favorite things. agent. Go ahead. Yeah, there's a couple things you can do here. Yeah, my favorite agent's me because I got this for me because I have to do this all the time. When you make sure that you've got your My Disney Experience account ready to go. And of course, this is only going to work for those of you who are staying on property because of course, Disney is giving benefits to those who stay on property. But you can check 180 days plus 10. So when you go to log in or when you call them on the phone, and this actually works on the phone better than it does if you log in, but have your Disney experience up 
just in case, because there's another trip I'll, or tick, trick I'll tell you in a second. But you can book 180 days in advance of your check-in date plus 10 days to make your reservations. So if you want to go four days from now on your to Cinderella's World Table, four days, you can actually do 180 plus 10. The other thing, the reason why you want your My Disney Experience set up and ready is that sometimes online opens up at 6 a.m. Really? Yes. So I would actually start checking online at 6 a.m. You may or may not be able to grab what you're doing, but then you've got that backup plan to call it, say, this is all East Coast time. So for me, that's 3 a.m. and 4 a.m., just saying. The other thing, too, use a vacation planner because it will double your odds. If you, um, who provides a service like we do, to help you make the, your dining reservations. Many of them do. Some of them don't. Um, it doubles your odds to get the hard-to-get reservations. They're calling in. You're calling in. You may actually um, be able to grab it that way. I'm going to give you two other wow. tips. All right. I'm not going to give away everything, but go ahead. Come sure. closer. Come <laughs> closer. Cinderella's Royal Table is not the only game in town. If you can't get Cinderella's, I pr- listen, she's only three. She will love, I promise you, <laughs> she will love the Akershus Royal Banquet Hall in Norway, in Epcot. The princesses are there. They come by your table. You can enjoy breakfast. And then when you're done having breakfast there, you can go to the seas with Nemo and friends. You can see Turtle Talk with Crush. You can see a whole bunch of other princesses in World Showcase, like Belle, Jasmine, Snow White. Um, who am I? Getting line for on and Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. In a couple of years, I mean. you can. Uh, or you can also go to 1900 Park Fair over at the Grand Floridian, and you can do breakfast there. You can do dinner. So if you want to see Cinderella specifically, you can see Cinderella and Prince Charming at the Happily Ever After dinner, and you also get the bonus of the stepmother and the stepsisters which is like having dinner with Becky. But it's the food is very good. It's a Why buffet. did I not see that coming? Wait a second. Honest. Did you know this? What? They have sushi. What? Yeah. Oh, you would know that. Of course. Of course. I haven't been in years, but I just remembered. <laughs> I got to go back to make sure it's still there. So, but did you just Google it to make sure it was still there just in case? No, but I, I think I just need to go on a, on a research trip to make sure it's still there just in case. Yeah, so. you know there's a lot of things that we need to refreshers on. I really do believe. <laughs> refreshers. <laughs> yes, because things change all the time at Disney World, which is why you know you have to keep going back over and over again to experience new things. See, and that's so, one of the few things I like about you is that you, you follow me things. in terms of the... <laughs> the <why> so... <laughs> I can't wait to see you in person. Oh, no, it's going to be so <laughs> the magical. Vir- the virtual head slap is not quite reaching the right, 25 listen, we minutes. Got, we have right. so many to get through, and we're, we're only on like the fourth question with 25 minutes in. All right. So next email says, hey, Lou, it's Katie Mason from here, from good old, good old jolly England. First, Three, a big five. shout out to all the UK fans. God save the queen. Last weekend, I had the joy of going to Pixar in concert at the Royal Albert Hall and we had a little meetup on the day in London with a few of us, and it was awesome. So great. Why are we to there? Me- We're going to get there. So okay. great to meet up with some people at home and chat some Disney. Topped me up with some Disney magic until my next trip. I almost did my bad Julie Andrews impression. Hope you realize how far you're reaching, smiley face. Now on to my sticky question. I am currently the owner of a Disneyland annual pass, which I got for myself whilst Whilst is it such a well, UK whilst? word? Whilst it says whilst on my LA Adventures by Disney tour in October, one of the best trips of my life. She says a must for any Disney fan who can do it. Within a year of this trip, the fall, my first food and wine, I will be in the world. I hope to meet you when you're here, Katie. We are staying at my dream hotel, the Yacht and Beach Club, and I have the free dining package. As if it couldn't get any better, right? My question is this. Is it worth me upgrading to the Premier Pass? Can I use my two-week ticket I get with the package and take it off the price of an upgrade? There'll be five of us to annual pass discount on merchandise alone, so it almost seems that makes it worth it on its own. Any insight you have would be greatly appreciated. Love and hugs. Katie, Katie I can almost hear you saying this in a beautiful English accent. I, you could just talk to me for hours. So, Becky, the question is, can she take the two-week ticket she's getting with her package 
and use that and apply that towards the price of a premiere package, a premiere pass, which obviously gives you access to Walt Disney World and Disneyland for a year. Huge caveat here, depending on the ticket type, because some it depends on what package she bought, and some of the UK tickets have different types of ticket media. So depending on the ticket, generally, yes, you can apply the value of a ticket that you have to up, upgrade to an annual pass. And if you decide to do that, do it the day that you arrive. So you get the most of the value towards your annual pass. And it's a great idea. If you can do that, awesome idea idea because you will save money on the discount uh, on merchandise and you can also buy one of those wonderful little tables in wonderland cards which could get you discounts on food as well so if you're uh, going to be staying long enough which typically on at walt disney world i think they say what 10 days helps even that out to buying an annual pass um it's a great idea yeah. Well, she's here for free dining too, so she's getting like the best ah. of of everything. So yeah, we'll see what the tables in Wonderland. You get stuff off off your alcohol in the lounges, so oh my <laughs> you, you get your free. There's what? a consistent threat. Maybe Katie's only twenty. Maybe she's not thinking about that. But Katie, hopefully you're here during a meet of the wow. month, and you can come by and say hi, and I can hear it your accent in person and get my hug. So yes, and she just gave me look at the hugs. back here. Look at the back of your ticket media. Sometimes it'll tell you if it can, can upgrade. If not, uh, just make sure to, to uh, visit your guest relations in the hotel, and they'll be able to give you the information. Very good. All right, next email says, Hey, Lou, just got into your podcast, and it is so awesome. She said that, not me. As a 23-year-old who never got to see old Walt Disney World, it's fascinating to hear all the original and great past attractions. But I need some advice. I'm going to Walt Disney World next May as my grandparents make it a tradition to go every three to four years. This year, my family would like to say thank you in a special way. So do you have any ideas off the top of your head of ways to surprise them, the grandparents, at Walt Disney World? Also, my brother is turning 22 while we're there. We currently have reservations at the Beer Garden the day of. Any other ideas for a great birthday surprise? Keep doing what you're doing. Your enthusiasm and joy around Walter's world is wonderful, best, and that comes from Audlin Matthews. So, Audlin, thank you very much. So, Becky, this is a twofer, right? She, mm-hmm. You can tell she listens to the show because she's putting two questions into one. <laughs> What's a special way to say thank you to Grandma and Grandpa and a way to sort of do something cool for a birthday surprise for her 22-year-old brother? Wow. And that's, of course... A huge topic. And we could do an entire show just on all the options and opportunities. And it depends on budget. But there are a lot of different things you can do. Like for grandparents, they really love those memories. You could actually do a family portrait outside of the castle. If you do, they have packages that they can do photography for the, with the entire family, which we find is a really popular thing to do for multi-generational people traveling. Um, you could do maybe a tour together. Or they do have the in-room celebrations that you can surprise them. Or maybe, because you said it was beer garden, is it, was it a dinner or lunch? Well, it doesn't matter because they would be in Epcot. You could also add on um, one of those sparkling dessert parties at Illuminations if they still offer it when they travel. That seems to be one of those things that that's, uh, they, they look at every you know, few months to see if they're going to continue it. And so far, it's, it's been. Um, there's so much you can do to to uh, make things special like that at, at Disney. So there's tons of options. What What is hitting the top of your head? It, it, what's hitting the top of my head is it's frightening that you actually thought of things that I thought of. Um. <laughs> <laughs> We've been apart for so long and we're actually thinking alike. Absence That's makes scary. the heart grow just maybe a little bit wow. fonder. Um, so obviously the Can first thing I thought about Audlin is um, something special in terms of dining. So you really want to give them something treat... Let them go out on a date. Let them go on a date to something like Victorian Alberts. Like, it's your grandparents, right? It's their tradition. Give them a thank you by saying, here is an experience that they probably have never done before, would probably never do it for themselves because they're probably so worried about taking the whole family and making sure everybody has a good time. Maybe that's one way to say thank you to them. I actually also thought about doing, like, one of the cruises, like a pontoon boat. Do a grand one, too. depending how big the family Ooh. is. For yeah. the for the twenty two year old, 
you know, depend on what he's into, right? Do you want to give him golf lessons? Do you want to? I know I keep going back to Richard Petty, but I'm not even like a race fan. And I did the ride along, and it was real. It was such a memorable. Or oh wait, forget ride along. Do oh. one of the exotic driving experiences. Like hey, oh. but hey buddy, brother, whatever your name is. I got you a Ferrari for your birthday. I mean, you can only borrow it for like two hours, but how, like, when else is he going to have the chance to do that? Like, oh, by the way, I just drove a Lamborghini at Walt Disney World for my birthday. Or how about, how about the surfing lessons? Yeah, but Over mess, at the water park. It'll mess up your hair. Like, just <laughs> Well, that would, that's me, <laughs> not him. <laughs> yeah, but those are the kind of things, right? Yeah. So if you all spend a day at a water park, you go there early, he takes surfing lessons. But it's one of those things that they'll all sort of walk away from that trip, not just with the great family memories, but look at what I got to do individually. Look what grandma and grandpa got to do together. Yeah. And you're right. You get, you have a photographer go there and take pictures, and it, it's awesome. I, I'm, I might disagree with you on on the uh, dinner thing by themselves, on the date by themselves. Well, that, well, that does sound like a really cool thing to do. Depending on how often your family gets together, that it might be something that's more special to them to be with the family. So I think that's why I like your, your grand one or your, um, or the pontoon boat, which by the way, doing a pontoon boat for 10 people, um, is, I would highly recommend the, the wishes cruise, um, over the, the illuminations one. I just prefer that one better. I'm not sure if you agree with me on that or not, but the cost on that is, might be around the same as a Victorian Albert's dinner for the two of them. So that might really be money well spent if you want the family or if you think your grandparents would uh, prefer to have the entire family together for their special thank you or celebration. See, However, clearly, if they're trying to get the heck away from you, right. then clearly, yes. <laughs> you have never traveled like on a family vacation, like 10 people together for seven days. <laughs> By day four, you're looking to get away for a couple of hours. Like, you know what? I love you guys, but it, enough is enough. Like, give me a couple of hours to just decompress. I plead the fifth. I have to plead the fifth because people would be listening to this, so I got to be careful. But yes, you're, you're right. If you're together that much and you're trying to get away from each other, like people I know, absolutely. So it's, I guess it, it totally depends <laughs> on the individual. We're so much in trouble right now. <laughs> I'm in trouble right now. <laughs> I love my family. Mom, if you're listening, mom, my mom doesn't even know how to get to a podcast. All right. Um, speaking I'm so of podcast, to to the, show. Uh, the next email says, congratulations on the podcast awards. I knew you'd get again. Thank you. That's, that's you guys. You made that happen. Are you familiar with any books about how Disney manages its employees? I think it would be an interesting read. Thanks, Seepins. Now, Seepins or Seppins, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing your name, clearly you've never watched the live broadcast on Wednesday night over at WW Radio Live because you get to sort of peek into my office. And if you look behind me, you will see stacks and stacks of books on my bookshelf, mostly pretty much all. Okay, all they're all about Disney World except them. for a couple of business books in there. But there are some awesome, really, really good read books about how Disney manages its employees, about customer service, uh, developing, yeah. engaging such brand loyal people and, and creating that sense of loyalty. I'm going to I'm going to quickly go through a list sort of off the, the top of my head and sort of looking back over my shelf. I will put a link to all these books where you can get them on Amazon in the show notes over at WDWRadio.com. Just click on the podcast and this week's link. I'll put links to all these books and some more, some other resources. A few that jump to the top of the list. Uh, Lee Cockrell's book. Lee Cockrell worked for the company for, for decades. His book, Creating Magic, 10 Common Sense Leadership Strategies from a Life at Disney, is an excellent book, whether you are a manager or an employee or a business owner. Uh, Jeff Kober has a book called The Wonderful World of Customer Service at Disney. Uh, the Disney Institute published Be Our Guest, Perfecting the Art of Customer Service. That is sort of, in my estimation sort of the de facto bible because it comes right from the disney institute um doug lip wrote a book called disney you how disney university develops the world's most engaged loyal and customer-centric employees also a very good read uh the disney way is a great book the imagineering way dream it and do it by marty sklar yeah how to Be Like Walt, Capturing the Disney Magic Every Day of Your Life by Pat Williams is also a great book that you can apply not just to yourself, but whether you are an employee or an employer, you can take a lot of those lessons and apply them into your business as well. Again, I'll put links to all those 
Becky, I, I know you've never read any. They wow. come, many of them come in audio format too. So actually, I I will give that vote of confidence right behind creating the magic by Lee Cockrell as well, and and be our guest from the in- Disney Institute is one of the best in terms of customer service. So you can't go wrong with any of the ones that you just mentioned, but those are my two favorites. And I know you like the picture book versions best, but these I'll, I'll link to the main <sighs> and stuff in it. All right. Next email comes from Erica. Virtual head slap. In Newburgh, Indiana. It says, hey, Lou <laughs> and Becky, if, if applicable. If I applicable. What are you telling these people? It's really? If applicable. <laughs> I, I Listen, I don't make the news. I just read it. I purchased wow. the Tables in Wonderland card each year. Smart woman. Uh, my husband and I go to Walt Disney World for a total of four weeks every year. You are my people. With the changes to dining, which now requires a 24-hour cancellation notice, I'm not sure how many table service meals we'll be eating. We make our reservations 180 days in advance, but often cancel our reservation once we're at Walt Disney World due to our changing plans for the day. I'm trying to determine if it's still worth it our while to purchase tables in Wonderland. I'm going to tell you right now the answer is yes. The must-eat-at restaurants for us are, in no particular order, Kona Cafe for breakfast and dinner. Yum. I dig. Tonga Sushi. Great steak. Tonga right? Breakfast. Yeah. Oh, the macadamia pancakes. The Samoa. Yeah. Oh, Hello. Samoa. Anyway. Uh, 1900 Park Fair, Whispering Canyon. Trails and for breakfast. Best value on property. Primetime, 50s Cafe, Beaches and Cream, no way, Jose, Vianapoli and Ohana for dinner. You guys better bring stretchy pants because that's, <laughs> that's some good food right there. We will visit each one of the aforementioned twice during the course of one year. My other conundrum, oh, nice SAT word, is that we are annual <laughs> pass holders. So I'm wondering, are we better off just to use the discounts associated with that card in lieu of purchasing tables in Wonderland? I appreciate your help, Erica from Indiana. Uh, Erica, you are doing it right and keep doing what you're doing, not just in terms of going four times a year and eating at all these places at least twice, but Tables in Wonderland is the way to go. It I don't care what Disney says, that is the best kept secret in Walt Disney World because that gives you 20% discount on food and beverages, including, Becky, this will resonate with you, including alcoholic beverages, at most full service restaurants and lounges in the hotel, in the parks and the hotels for a party of up to 10 people. So if you bring your friends or Becky, you can actually get a discount for the entire table. Right. And obviously no not accepted on, dinner. not accepted on um, certain holidays and uh, at certain times of the year. If you, if you check the, um, the Disney website, it, it'll let you know. And when you get your card, it'll let you know as well. But you also get, but wait, wait there's, there's more. more. <laughs> you also get free, yes, I mean free, valet resort parking anytime, as long as you're eating at a restaurant in that resort. Free theme park parking after five if you're eating at a restaurant in that theme park. Uh, you get special invitations to member-only events, like they have all kinds of tables and Wonderland dining experiences. Free admission to Atlantic Dance Hall, but it's always free anyway, so it doesn't matter. They do add the 18% gratuity. The card is $125 per year for Florida residents, $100 for annual and season pass holders and DVC members. You can get a second card, but you really don't need it you know, for a, a spouse or something like that. Um, I will tell you, I get my value out of my card like in the first seven days. Because no. yes, you, <laughs> you've seen me eat. You, you know yes. what it's like when I go out. Um, don't rely on the potential annual pass holder discounts because they are not, you can't get them everywhere and at all the places where table wonder, t- Tables in Wonderland does apply. Uh, it is well, well, well worth $100, especially because of where you're going and how often you go. I think if you're, t- I think if you're an annual pass holder, it, it's, it directly follows that you should get the Tables in Wonderland card. I knew eventually food and math would come up at the same time, and that was it. Um, and I totally agree with you. Everything that you just mentioned, all the way down to, to the parking, um, there's so many benefits to it. If you have an annual pass, if you're going at least uh, enough times to make an annual pass worthwhile, it definitely is worth getting a Tables of Wonderland card. I'm Absolutely. with you. 
And if you need somebody else to join you, I'm I'm open for breakfast, lunch, or dinner for each. And I'll go to the lounges, apparently. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we got them covered. All right, any next, possibility. There you go. Uh, next email says, "Hope this email finds you well, as you as well." Thank you so much for all that you do. Without you, I would be lost in Walt Disney World. Oh, it sounds like a movie, Lost in Walt Disney World. <laughs> My husband and I are coming down to Walt Disney World in late October for food and wine, the most wonderful time of the year, I must say. I'm researching, planning, and starving. So <laughs> I thought I remembered a podcast where you review the food and wine, right? If so, can you help me find it? I've searched and searched, but can't locate it. Sorry to be an idiot, and thanks for the help. Disclaimer, I've had a lot of caffeine today. <laughs> Hope to snack with you on a trash can, Becky. Oh. She wants to eat with me on a trash can. Leslie Caudill. So, Leslie, you come down, me and you, on a trash can or a table. We will make that wait. happen. But wait, don't apologize. Stop, stop, stop. Wait, no. Why? why? <laughs> I got to say something. I have to say something. She wants to know the podcast where you review food and wine. That's every <laughs> podcast. Come on. Not and specifically hey, have, food and wine. I you won't be food on a trash can. And by I'm, the way, yes, food and wine, you've got every single podcast ever. Just saying. Leslie, <laughs> just to ignore her. Okay, <laughs> continue. All right. So I, I, I pretty much do. All right. I talk about food a lot. But food and wine. <laughs> I normally do conundrum. I, <laughs> conundrum. <laughs> I've done a walkabout every year where we would start at 11 a.m. and spend the next <laughs> yeah. the next 10 hours walking to every single kiosk and trying everything. Um, you can go back to show number 290, show number 194. There's, I'll put a link in the show notes to some of the videos that I've done and a video that I'm planning to do like next week for this year's Food and Wine Festival. I like going over some of like my top five things that you have to try or drink while you're there. But listen, don't call yourself an idiot. That's my fault. If you're having trouble finding something on the site, that's my fault, not yours. I will try and make it easy for, easier for you to find it. But look to show number 290, show number, show number 194, and look in this week's show notes to some videos and like 700 other episodes where I talk about food and wine. And and the awesome thing about the Food and Wine Festival and it, the walkabouts and getting food is there's a lot of trash cans that you can use as tables. <laughs> and then they're right there conveniently available for you to toss the stuff away so you can put more food in your hands. Leslie, Becky's just upset because there's not white glove service on the trash can. Oh. She likes to be catered to. I Listen, for me, it's about wow. the food. More importantly, it's about the company that I share it with. So where yeah, it doesn't matter. And Whatever. amazingly, we're going to be together all for many, Whatever. many days enjoying food and wine. done. You, you hurt me to the core. Anyway, next email. <laughs> this was, I think this will be the last one because I can't believe how long we're going. Hey, Lou, first let me say I love your show and I love you back. My fiance and I are coming to Walt Disney World this fall for our honeymoon. So when I said I love you, I don't mean in a creepy kind of don't get your fiance mad. I have a couple of questions. <laughs> our flight gets in around 7. Around, sorry. Our flight gets in around 530. And we are staying at the Yacht Club Resort, expecting to get there around 7 or 7.30. We're wondering, what would be a great option close to the hotel where we could grab dinner? We're huge foodies, for lack of a better word, and are thrilled about the Food and Wine Festival. Sweetheart, you're speaking my language. We just won't have a ticket for the parks that evening, so if you have any recommendations, that would be great. Do I have any recommendations? Where do I begin? <laughs> so you've got Yachtsman Steakhouse, Cape May Cafe, which is a nice little uh, option, Listen, mm -hmm. go casual, right? You're tired from flying in. Beaches and cream. Go get a really good hamburger, a shake, or go get a nice No Way Jose to sort of kick off your, your food fest. Uh, flying fish across the way, too. And don't hesitate to walk over to the Swan and Dolphin, where some of my favorite restaurants on property are. You've got Shula's, Kimono's, Il Molino. I'll save Blue Zoo for the next part. Um <laughs> So lots of good places over there as well. Uh, well, what else? Go ahead. What else? Well, I was going to add on because seven seven thirty. If you've been on the plane, you might not be up for like a big meal. And if that's the case, kind of like you alluded to on beaches and cream, um, you can always just stop in the cruise cup at yacht at the yacht club and get a beverage. <laughs> and they've got how did no, no, I was not going there. You get, you could have a diet coke, and they have a nice menu there. I mean, think about, think about the fries, the fries, the truffle fries that they have there. Come on, 
you have downed so many of those in your lifetime. Captain's, Captain's Can't Grill, pretend like you, you know, don't. Captain's Grill is there too. Captain, Captain, and you can always get into Captain's That's Grill. That's true. You can always yeah, pretty but, much walk into Captain's Grill. And I was I was just thinking about you know being flying and traveling and you were sometimes you, just, you, you, you no you were thinking that you wanted a drink <laughs> as soon as you got off the plane. All right, she also Wait. says, Lou, since it's our honeymoon, we would love to hit the most romantic spots in Disney. I know you've talked about doing a top ten show for that, but I'm not sure it's happened yet. We would love any recommendations that you have. I'm sure Victorian Alberts is at the top of yours or Tim's list, but it's a little out of our budget. We've made reservations at California Grill. Winner, Jico, mm-hmm. winner, and Cinderella's Royal Table. You woke up at 7 o'clock in the morning, 180 days out. We would just <laughs> love some options that we haven't already thought of. Uh, I will. G- uh, she says, thanks so much, Lou. Love the show. Marie de Sante, soon to be whoever your husband's last name is. Um, so I, instead of giving you 10, I will give you two. A romantic, Let's see if we actually match. a romantic restaurant in Walt Disney World. You know where I'm going, right? I I will tell you, Maria. Trust me on this one. It, you will not be disappointed. One of the best meals I've ever had anywhere on the on planet Earth was at <laughs> Blue Zoo at the Walt Disney World Dolphin. I wept, Becky. I wept. It was so good. <laughs> I would also recommend, since you've got California Mm -hmm. Grill already in there, I would also recommend for a potential romantic dining spot, uh, tell them you're on your honeymoon, ask for a spot by the water and time it just right, and go to Narcoosie's at the Grand Floridian. Get there early, go to Meisner's Lounge, have a little cocktail, beverage. see Becky, see what I'm doing? Listen to the Grand Floridian (laughs) Society Orchestra, wander the the grounds a little bit, and stroll over to Narcoosie's. Have a nice romantic meal there as well. Interesting. I, now, for me, the, the top of my romance list is California Grill and Jico, which they have because Jico at night, you can kind of walk around the grounds and see the, you know, it's just gorgeous over there at, the, at that resort. I had Narcoosis is a thought there. But the other one, too, that I really like is Artist Point. Hmm. Try the bison. I, I, it's delicious. I kid you not. It's, I love that, that, um, the resort and the feel there and it, walking around there at night as well has that, that wonderful romantic feeling. I, I like that, uh, that choice as well as Narcoosie's. I'm, I'm in there with, with you on that one. And I love, I love Territory Lounge. I, uh, either mm, a, yeah. a, a pre-dinner sort of aperitif or a post-dinner cocktail, glass of wine. It's usually not crowded. It's, I like that a lot. <clears throat> Notice who said that one. Just I'm wanted s- to point that out. I'm just trying to just out. save you from having to, you know. <laughs> but, Maria, let's sh- you know what? Let's, let's, let's ask the audience, right? Let's ask the audience and see what is your recommended romantic spot that Maria and her soon-to-be husband or anybody can go on their honeymoon, on date night, a first date, whatever it may be, do me a favor. You can leave a comment over in the show notes over at wdwradio.com. You could also tweet me at Lou Mangiello. Go to facebook.com slash wdwradio. Leave your comments there. Or, you know what? Let me hear it in your voice. Call the voicemail at 407-900-9391 and tell me. Make your argument. State your case. And maybe um, introduce all of us to what your favorite most romantic spot in Walt Disney World is. And of course, if you need any assistance for free coming to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, Tokyo, the South Pole, wherever it is that you want to (laughs) go, I'm sure that you can actually help them get to the South Pole. It's not a cheap trip, by the way. But if you go to mousefantravel.com, Becky and her team of agents, you know she has one favorite, will help you any and every way that they can. (laughs) Absolutely. That's what we're here for, and we're happy to help in any way we can. Me and all umpteen of my favorites, every single one of them. And yes, and you know what? You really should have said that in your bad Julie Andrews impression, because you kind of glossed over that, and I was kind of waiting for you to to give us a shot. But I do my bad Julie impression julie andrews impression all the time when i talk about After sort of like fireball no <laughs> i just gave a presentation the other day about podcasting and things like that and i talked about sort of you know 
some of the, the amazing things and the blessings that come from it. And one of the things was getting to talk to Julie Andrews. And the most memorable moment was when we're done. She's like, ooh, Lou. And I was like, oh, my God, Mary Poppins just said my name. I completely freaked the freak out. So so that's what you call your bad Julie Andrews impression? The yes. Yes, because I guarantee, (laughs) I promise you, she does not sound like that when you listen. Thank gosh, yeah, yeah. And if you want to go back and and listen to the (laughs) Julie Andrews interview, um, I think it's show, God, I have to remember this. It's show number, yikes. It was back in 2000, (laughs) it was like 127, I was going to say 129, it's 127 from 2009. I always get those two backwards. Good save. Good save. Oh, Lou. Oh, Becky. Would you like to have a cocktail? <laughs> oh, hey, no. Wait a minute. Hey, I was, I was definitely, well, maybe not caramel and sea salt this time, but how about a little coconut with dark chocolate? That's better. If you could, like, find one of those Seas Candies boxes with the caramel sea salt and coconut and dark chocolate, just those two, that would be, like, the perfect chocolate box for me. Just... Whatever ha- what happens to all those really yucky ones with like the <laughs> creamy filling inside that everybody takes a bite of and nobody likes? They just go. for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history to see how well you pay attention to the details in what you see, or maybe even in what you hear. You can then enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package, but before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week I told you that Halloween is one of my favorite holidays of the year and how the parks are already decorated out for the fall season, and Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party is underway. And so I thought I would ask you a Halloween-themed question. So, in Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress, what costume is Jimmy wearing for Halloween? Well, again, thanks to the hundreds of you who answered, got this one correctly, because you know that little Jimmy is sitting behind his carved jack-o'-lantern dressed up like the Wolfman. And in fact, if you look behind him, you can even see a picture of the original Wolfman from the old movie, as well as Jimmy's crayon sketch of his Halloween costume. So again, thanks and congratulations to everybody who entered and got this one correct. You were playing for all six of my virtual audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom, a copy of my new book, 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World, and a signed photograph of Richard M. Sherman of the Sherman Brothers. So again, thanks and congratulations. Our randomly selected winner from all the correct entries is Danny Sinell. So Danny, congratulations. I'll get your package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. This week, we're going to go from the Magic Kingdom over to Disney's Hollywood Studios, specifically Toy Story Midway Mania. And your question this week is this. All you need to do is tell me, what object are you shooting towards the aliens? So what is it that comes out from your little shooter when you're aiming towards the aliens? You have until Sunday, October 12th at 11.59 p.m. to email your answer to contest at wdwradio.com. This week, you'll be playing for all the audio tours, a copy of my 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World book, and a mystery Disney pin. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks again for taking the time to tune in this and every week. I want to give quick thanks to everybody who has gone to Amazon.com and posted a review for my new 102 Ways to Save Money for an at Walt Disney World book, including a suburban farmer who called it a must-read, and positive and penny-saving, said Catherine Chahalis, Marie Robinson, and John Antonides. Thank you guys for your reviews as well. To find out more or purchase the book from Amazon in print or for your Kindle, in iBooks, Nook, Kobo, whatever it may be, visit Disney102.com. Don't forget that in addition to the podcast, which you can find and subscribe to over on iTunes, be sure and tune in every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WDWRadioLive.com, where you can watch and be part of an interactive chat and discussion all about this week's Walt Disney World news. Then we'll stay on and talk about just about anything you like, and you can ask me anything in the lightning round. Again, that's WDWRadioLive.com every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. You can watch it from your desktop 
or right from your iPhone or Android device by searching for WDW Radio on the Ustream.tv app. Also on WDWRadio.com, we've got a blog, videos, newsletter, free app for your iPhone or Android device, discussion forums, and lots more. There you can also shop for WDW Radio logo gear, my Walt Disney World trivia books, and the audio tours of Walt Disney World. You know I love hearing from you, so if you have a question that you want answered on the air, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com, or you can be heard on the air and call the voicemail at 407-900-9391, or by clicking the Leave Lou a Voicemail button in the podcast show notes or right from the button on the right-hand side of the page at wdwradio.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Lou Mangiello. Subscribe to my page at facebook.com slash Mangiello or like the WDW Radio fan page facebook.com slash WDW radio. And as much as I love getting to connect and interact with you online, I think that nothing beats a handshake and a hug. And that's why I love the opportunity to meet you in person. That's why I have meets of the month every month in Walt Disney world. November's is probably going to be November 8th or 9th, most likely in Epcot for the food and wine festival. Also, I'll be in Disneyland later that month for the Avengers half marathon. We will definitely do at least one or more meetups out there on probably the 15th or 16th of November. For more information, visit the events page over at WDWRadio.com. I want to thank everybody who came to the WDW Radio Meet of the Month. More importantly, our entire day full of events as part of our Twilight at the Tower events. I gave two tours of Sunset Boulevard in the morning. Had a great time getting to walk and talk and point out some of the details and the histories and the wonderful stories that Imagineering has created. We then had our WDW Radio Sunset Boulevard scavenger hunt where teams of individuals up to four people competed for about an hour and a half going through Sunset Boulevard. Really had a great time and I want to congratulate our runners up who were the Wooten team and our winners Kyle and Jennifer Kaufman who got 61 out of 65 of the questions on the scavenger hunt correct. Thanks again to everybody who participated and everybody who was able to join us for our Twilight at the Tower signature event later on that evening. We rented out the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror after the park closed for one last ride, a surprise visit over to a private viewing area for Fantasmic, and then back to the tower for a tour, visiting the lobby, a special appearance by one of the tower's residents, we should say, and then a great evening of appetizers and desserts and drinks on the balcony of the Tower of Terror. I'll be posting photos on www.radio.com and our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Radio. Had a great time. Thank you again. We'll definitely be doing something like that again, and look for other special events that we're planning right now coming soon. And visit LouMangelo.com to find out where else I'll be traveling around the country, speaking at conferences or doing presentations, and find out how you can book me to either come to speak at your conference, consult with your company, or work with you one-on-one, because I want you to do what you love each and every day as well. Again, you can find that over at LouMangelo.com. Thanks again to Becky Mankin for joining me on the show. Visit Mouse Fan Travel. Whether you're coming to World, Land, Adventures by Disney, the Cruise Line, or anywhere else, like I said, she and her team can give you the best possible prices, all available discounts, most importantly, an incredible level of personal service. Again, they are over at mousefantravel.com. And visit celebrationspress.com to get Celebrations Magazine in print or on your digital device. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, All I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Share the link over on Facebook or comment on our Facebook page. And please come by, rate and review the show over in iTunes. It's incredibly helpful. We have almost 900 reviews. I'd love to get it to 1,000 five-star reviews. So thanks to Bill in New Jersey, Zussi Wu, and DLRM in Texas. Thank you guys so much for taking the time. Again, you can go to wdwradio.com slash review and that'll take you right over to iTunes where you can rate and review the show there. And most importantly, I want to say thank you to you once again because without you, I would not be able to do what I love each and every day, which is share my passion for all things Disney. Talk about the things that simply make us happy about going to this place with you. And I am sincerely grateful for that opportunity and that blessing. And I want you to do what you love each and every day. So if there's some way that I can help you, please let me know. But in the meantime, if you're struggling, if you're hitting a wall, if you're frustrated, just remember that every obstacle you encounter is an opportunity to learn. So never give up, have faith, and always, always keep moving forward. I hope you guys have a a great week this week. So until next time, see ya. Hi, Lou. 
This is Kathy Sindorf with a class at Cornerstone University, and we're studying podcasts. So this is our intro to electronic media class, and we just listened to your latest podcast and loved it. So keep up the good work. Take care. Bye. Boomangelo, it's Darlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York, calling in that we are t- under 240 days. We are at like 238 now, and we are going on the WDW Radio Disney Alaska Wonder Cruise, and it is going to be absolutely amazing. I cannot wait. Um, We are looking at now all of the different port adventures that we can do, so that's going to be exciting. Um, I'm hoping that we can maybe have a chit-chat soon on when this is all going to be coming up and what everybody suggests. So that will be absolutely amazing. And I hope everybody is staying nice and warm because we are definitely in fall here. It's wet and drizzly and rainy and gloomy. Um, So I'm thinking that Alaska very well might be a little bit more chillier than what we're used to at this time of year, but come June it could be warm. We don't know. So we're going to have to watch those Google um, weather apps and see what's coming up in a month in advance before we go so we know what to pack. Have a great day, everyone. Have a magical weekend. See you real soon. Bye. You've got a friend in me. Yeah.